0: Welcome to the Curry Gumbo podcast with Nicole and Ashley and today we are diving into a Martin episode. Stay tuned for the conversation.
1: Tonight is our one-year anniversary of the first time that you um you know. (laughs) No I don't know. (sighs) What? Gina
0: is excited about this Anniversary of the first I Love You, which I can get into my thoughts about that later. Gina's planning this big celebration. Martin is like, okay. And Gina has dinner and a gift for him. And Martin doesn't have a gift. And, and he's trying to play off like he does. And then he gets this last minute gift. That's pretty much the gist of the episode. The anniversary of
1: the first I Love You is that really an anniversary? If you want to have an anniversary, you can have an anniversary. If you want to have an anniversary for the first time, y'all were in sync and how you tied your shoes, that's on you. Martin, it's clear that he is unaware that this is an anniversary that they're going to recognize. Definitely. Martin! What
0: you guys gonna do for your anniversary, man? Nothing, man. Nothing?
1: What I found odd is that... <clears throat> Tommy knows that it's their anniversary without Martin saying anything. So I'm like, does Tommy have a relationship with, with Gina, Gina that we don't know about? Because this is before the core group is established. So they're was not still friends living in her yet.
0: Apartment.
1: Yeah, they're they're not close friends yet. Pam really doesn't know Cole or Tommy. But they do hug at the beginning of the yeah, episode, which do. might suggest that they have a bit of a friendship going. So maybe that's how he knows that it's their anniversary, but it seemed like everybody was way too invested in this anniversary. And I'm like Martin, like what? Exactly. We, I'm like Martin too.
0: I'm like, when why are you just making up anniversaries?
1: Just making up shit. What the and fuck is she we doing? Went
0: all out with her little black dress and her lobster mm-hmm. dinner and her gift, which we never saw.
1: Multiple gifts. A... He's no, got multiple that... gifts coming. She had
0: that one gift that was wrapped in that turquoise wrapping paper, and I'm like, yeah. I'm running back to be like, he oh, what's the, gift?
1: Never, did never see
0: the gift? never did we see it. Never did we see it. Um... Martin goes to it. This is the kind of his conversation he has at work as well with Stan and I forget his other co-worker's name. Sean. Sean. Stan and Sean about you know this anniversary and they're giving him pointers like yeah I gotta take this seriously you gotta buy. Stan's the one that says you gotta buy her a gift. Right? And isn't and Stan is like he's Stan is the one that gives Martin the card to the trashy lingerie shop and he was like yeah go here you got to get her something and martin's like blowing him off sean's like women love jars they put stuff
1: in jar. which i'm kind of with sean i'm like i'm like i key. do love a jar key, i love a rice right. and, a, and a jar i love a mason jar i love it
0: i'm like low-key you are correct like we be putting stuff in jars
1: sure the do. bigger the better no shame about it love it that would yeah, be the perfect, yeah. I well Stan at first is saying, don't get her get her something that you like yeah so that when she returns it to you you can use it He's not getting good advice I mean if he if he follows Sean's advice, Gina might be upset she don't want no jar we want jars she I don't know. want no jars but the first person to give him some advice is Pam she's like, get the oh, jewelry. Yes. Oh yeah, get, get real! Jewelry. But I feel like
0: Pam. Pam was just saying, like, listen, if he gonna get something, I'm gonna get my friend all the things, jewelry, diamonds. I don't care what anniversary this is. Diamonds,
1: all all the time. Pam, in this in this show, they never. She was never like cataloged as a gold digger. But if anyone were to have views that were Cardi B-ish, <laughs> I feel like it would be Pam. It would be more Pam get than Get the G. bag. Oh, yeah. Pam was get, always get the like bag. Get, get, get the cash from me. You remember that dude she almost married? Uh-huh. And he was rich. You go up to the skybox? You know, like, yeah. she just feels so... So I'm not surprised that she is requesting that Martin give her... Give get Gina, Gina some jewelry. Even yeah. though Gina doesn't lead with nah. I'm a girl, I love, I love diamonds, I love crystals, I love the jewelry on, you know. So I think everybody was just coming from their own like speaking from their own desires, mm-hmm. except probably for Tommy. Tommy always felt like the voice of reason in this show yes. sometimes. Because there were some times where he was acting a whole fool. But most of the times, I think Tommy was the voice of reason. I mean, in the first episode, the pilot episode, when Martin is making a fool of Gina on air, Tommy is the one to say, Gina's going to hurt you. This is a problem. What are you doing? When, before Martin proposes to Gina, Tommy is the one who's saying, You need to marry this girl or you need to figure out what she's doing. Stop being upset that she wants to move to New York. You have pushed her into a corner. because You you told her to go to New York. What did you want her to do? She needs to know if this is serious or not. He always is the one to kind of insert some logic, some some sense into our boy, Martin. Our anniversary is important. I am not into anniversaries, but I have never had a, a relationship long enough to celebrate one. So there's that. But I also am not a big birthday celebration person. Mm-hmm. i I just I don't need to to celebrate in that way. But it's a big deal to Gina, which is what matters. But I also think it's unfair to to have to set your expectations and leave them there and not let him know what those you told him the day of and i guess she expected him to remember
0: and i think that's might be where the disconnect is mm-hmm. because i know for me i'm not a big anniversary person one because i don't remember everything like people mm-hmm. i hear people all the time be like oh our first date was on whatever march 22nd oh, and I'm the trying, first I don't kiss know. And I'd be like, I never remembered the day of a date. <laughs> like, I could not tell you. And it's like, what are y'all counting? When people be like, yeah, um, anniversaries for like people who are not married. And I'm like, so I'm I would always be wondering, like, what do y'all count? Like, what yeah. are you counting? <laughs> like, what day? Yeah. But I guess Gina assumed that he's gonna remember the exact day of the first I love you because she remembered it and that's a little unfair to me
1: it is a little unfair now I will say now that you know this is a big deal to her the point is to rise to the occasion and say hey I didn't know that this was our anniversary I have not had time to go out and and purchase anything or to create a gift for you. Can we reschedule? Can we reschedule this? No, because it's today. Because
0: when Martin was like, let's open the gifts tomorrow. She said, nope, tomorrow's
1: not the day. Today is the day. But he did so under, like, he he didn't provide the, the, yeah, he was playing games. He was lying. He was acting as if he had the gift when you know you didn't. Mm -hmm. You know that you didn't. So, I just, but also, if he had been honest with her, how would she have received that? She because would have been I,
0: mad that he don't remember the first time, the first I love you. She would like, you don't remember?
1: You don't remember? Child,
0: my angry. question you're to gonna, Gina you're is. You're going to get over it. My question is, are we having lobster dinners every month? Because last month was the first date. This month, the first I love you. Next month, okay. going to be. Just plan a date night every. Just be like the fifteenth of every month. We have a lot. It's something. Martin was a talk radio host. Yeah. Is that the old school podcasting? Do you think? I,
1: you know a what? I was thinking. This talk- he was a podcaster. <laughs> exactly. Of course, he was a podcaster. Did you ever listen to AM radio? Nope. You never listened to like NPR. I listen to the podcast now, but no. Okay, okay. I started listening. I've never listened to strict AM radio out other than NPR. Mm-hmm. And um, but wouldn't that have been Sona? And I think a lot of people before the podcast game, it probably was AM radio. And then, do you remember like Sirius XM? And then like Jenny yeah. Fox had a radio station and but a like, lot of people did, but I've never I never participated. Like I knew it was there, I just never went there. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that it's kind of like Angie Martinez Breakfast Club, um, big boy, you know, Angie music says she was doing
0: lip service on Sirius Radio like 10 years ago. See, you know what
1: I'm saying? So I think um you, like, you play music. You play music, but we are privileging the conversations. We're pri- privileging. Oh, yeah. It's like the, the you
0: don't go for music. Like I mean, think back in the day, people turned the radio on to hear what the music was.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: these particular shows, even now, like with The Breakfast Club, like I turn The Breakfast Club on like in the morning when I'm driving me to school. But to listen to the show, like I'm not listening for what they playing before commercial breaks.
1: So interesting because I don't listen to the breakfast club in the car or it, I just, I go to their YouTube page and I watch the interviews. Yeah.
0: Only so because way- I'm
1: out in the morning.
0: That's the, yeah. only if I did not have to drive this girl to school every day, I would not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never heard him discuss why they chose to make him a radio host, but it, it does seem fitting For like in Seinfeld, I believe Seinfeld was a stand-up comedian. He was a comedian. That was his job. Same thing with Louis C.K., I think that was his job. He's not Martin is not a stand-up comedian. He's he's not doing that. So but I I think it's fitting for him to be it's fitting for him to have a job that involves talk.
0: And then later in the season, he was a talk show host.
1: Word on the street.
0: So that is interesting that they, because we don't, we never see that occupation a lot in TV. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of the lawyer. If I see one black show that has a lawyer, especially a black female lawyer, I'm just like, please get another occupation. Please. Mm -hmm. Everybody is a lawyer. I would love to see more radio host that would be fun a radio host
1: do you watch that new hulu show nope everything is trash so she's a podcast host in the the new sex on the show she's she has a podcast In sex in the city the new chapter of sex in the city and just like that carrie is like co-hosting a podcast See, now that sense. makes
0: sense for Carrie because she was a writer.
1: Mm-hmm. So it
0: makes sense for her to go from, you know, writing or yeah. I don't want to call her blogging. She was in the columns to like, that seems more in Carrie's lane.
1: Yeah, she so was, especially that. since she was like, love, social, criticism yeah. type thing. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense for her. But I, I think we see it more because now everybody has a, a podcast like everybody every at, athletes, rappers, people yes. who, people who didn't who people who don't make their living rapping and singing have podcasts mm-hmm. Now I don't know how I feel about that I just you know I feel like everybody you should, everyone there's room for everyone. But sometimes I wonder if some of these, like, media companies are giving oh, these entertainers they are. these shows when you could give it to people who want to have podcasts. You know, sometimes I think, hmm, if this singer who is doing this podcast, if their career just flipped and they were Beyonce-esque, would they still be doing that podcast? No. Would they... No, so you know, you know, but that I guess that's not uh that that doesn't qualify or that's not a fair measurement of whether or not someone wants to be here. But you know, sometimes I just feel like hey, give give podcasts a chance. It's the way I feel about like people casting rappers and singers in movie roles and looking over trained actors just because y'all want this other known entertainer in this role no they do it because just to um because they know they will
0: get people watching they get yeah if it's a theater movie tickets they get what you call it seats in the theater
1: clicks and, um, on the app
0: Like, that's what it's not because they're great. They know they're not great. And sometimes that is to the
1: detriment of the film because there are some things I'm like, uh, (laughs) they shouldn't have been, they, no, they didn't. There's no reason Diddy should be playing in any Lorraine Hansberry (laughs) play at, no. He tried to confess. Sorry, nope, nope. All the black actors we got,
0: he said he wore cheap underwear to um prepare for the role. That was his preparation. Okay. <laughs> Wearing cheap All right, underwear. So, okay. Okay. Bye. But that was a time when Diddy felt like he can just he, he did everything. He ran a marathon. He just wanted to try different stuff. Another thing I noticed in this episode that I've also noticed in these other um nineties movies that we've been reviewing all them damn dolls in Gina's house I'm just like was this a thing in the 90s because we saw it in Wedding to Exhale all them damn dolls in um Lila Rashawn's house in her bedroom we saw it in Boomerang she had all them damn stuffed animals on her bed and I'm just like all these grown women with all these damn dolls in their bed like is. Was, is that really a thing? Because it's happening too many times for it not to be a thing.
1: With Gina, the dolls felt more folksy and felt a little bit more black art as opposed to, like, Kitty. But it was Although, a lot. It is a lot. I can see like, one. Well, and, and plus, they were not on her bed. They were... They were in Good. a split, like they were on a bookshelf, which made it feel like, okay, this is an art piece as opposed to I'm sleeping with this little baby at night. It 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 didn't, Homegirl in Boomerang, the shit felt childish to me. It felt yes. very childish to me. With Gina, it feels like, it felt like, hmm, I want to know who made these dolls. And I, I want to know the story behind these dolls. Like, can, could, can we talk about this? It felt more like an art piece to me. I can see if there was like one or two, but there's like a lot. If they were Barbies, I would be disgusted.
0: <laughs> like, why well, you got Barbies in your living room?
1: Yeah. But
0: I thought that was interesting with her candles. Um, yes, yeah, so Gina's in her apartment with Martin. Martin is trying to figure out how he gonna get this girl a gift because he ain't getting no gift. And so, of course, she's mad because she realizes he ain't got no gift for this silly anniversary. Martin goes to the trashy lingerie shop that Dan suggested. How about these beautiful French lace panties? Mm -hmm. Oh, you just don't see beautiful crotches like this anymore. We think he's buying lingerie. Martin comes back with the trashy lingerie box. Gina is like, what? Trashy lingerie? Who do you think I am? And then she opens it. (gasps) It's a footstool. And in the beginning of this episode, she's talking about this footstool that her grandmother had, that had embroidery and all this other stuff. So he listened. And then I noticed Stan, when Stan was giving him the trashy lingerie card, he said they have everything. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I guess everything includes a footstool (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) So Stan's advice kind of worked out in a way. Gina is in love with this footstool. She's happy. And Martin is a good boyfriend because he listened.
1: hope you enjoyed the show hit us up on instagram at curry gumbo hope to see you next week bye